0: worship, of praise, of rejoicing. Thank you for, we know you have a plan for this meeting. We'll endeavor to follow your leading. Thank you because we will be blessed for it. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. praise the Lord. Let's please be seated. Glory to God. Glory to God. I always enjoy hearing Pastor Lou all the time. All the time. Such a phenomenal teacher of the word of God. Phenomenal teacher of God's word. And a good friend of mine. A good friend of mine. Praise God. And a good man. A loyal man. A faithful man. I love him so dearly. He means so much to me. That's just the truth. Amen. Well, let's open to First Corinthians chapter 2. First Corinthians chapter 2. And... um. I'll just read a few verses there. i read from verse 1. Paul, writing under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, he said, And I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech, of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you, save Jesus Christ and him crucified. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Now, it's not talking about weakness as of a lack of strength or fear like you're afraid of a snake. It's talking about a reverential awe. Amen. I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Verse 4 says, And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. Verse 5, which is where I was going to, that your faith shall not stand in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Now, we know there are different kinds of meetings. Uh, There are prayer meetings where we meet to pray. There are teaching meetings where God's word is taught. There are evangelistic meetings. There are believers' meetings. There are worship meetings. Different kinds of meetings. And God wants us to have all of these kinds of meetings, particularly in the local church, so that the saints can be edified. He can be glorified and the lost can be reached. Well, you see, there's a kind of meeting that's a Holy Ghost meeting. Kind of what we've been endeavoring to have throughout this conference. Amen. Well, you say, what's a Holy Ghost meeting? Three things. Number one, in a Holy Ghost meeting, the Word of God is preached and taught. Number two, in a Holy Ghost meeting, the Spirit of God is leading, is guiding, is in demonstration, and in manifestation. And then number three, in a Holy Ghost meeting, the needs of the people are met, and they are full of joy. Now, um, this is Rhema Bible Training Center. Our mother's school is in Tulsa, Rhema, USA, founded by a man by the name Kenneth Irwin Hagen, who's in heaven right now, watching us from those grandstands and just cheering us on, praise God. Well, uh, in 1950, May, while he was in Houston, Texas, He had an audible voice from heaven say to him, I want you to go teach my people faith. I've taught you faith through my word. I've permitted you to go through certain experiences. You've learned faith both through my word and by experience. I want you to go teach my people what I've taught you. I want you to go teach my people faith. So he specialized on that and he began to teach faith. And then secondly, later that year, September the 2nd, he had a visitation. While he was in Rockwall, Texas. And then the Lord gave him a special anointing to minister to the sick. And um, those two things basically were the things the Lord called him to. To teach faith, to minister healing to the sick. And he endeavored to stay with that. Well, in 1949, first Sunday in February of 1949, he went out in field ministry. And that was when he entered the first phase of the ministry that the Lord had for him. He stepped into the next phase of it in January of 1950. And in that first phase, he really wasn't quite faithful. He didn't do what the Lord told him to do because he didn't want to draw attention to himself. And um, some things the Lord told him to say, he quite didn't say them. But September of 1950, he stepped into the third phase. And then the Lord said to him, if you'll be faithful to do what I tell you to do, Then I'll appear to you again, and later you'll step into the fourth and final phase. Well, and that happened over the course of many years uh, after that. Now, um, from 1949 through to 62, he stayed in churches because that's what the Lord told him to do. He ministered mainly in churches. Now, he said over that period from 49 to 62, that's about 13 years. He said every week. At least one person. And sometimes as many as three people said to him, Thus saith the Lord, go get a tent. The Lord is saying, get a tent. Now, um, if there was just one person each week, that's 52 weeks in a year. If you multiply 52 by 13, that's over 700 people that told him, Thus saith the Lord, go and get a tent. You know, there were the healing evangelists that had tents and all that. But guess what? All the 700 and perhaps more than 1,000 of them were wrong. The Lord didn't tell him to get a tent. The Lord told him to stay in the churches, which was what he did. Then in 1962, the Lord spoke to him. He said, I want you to have a a different kind of meetings. I want you to do things a bit differently. Other than just staying in local churches, I want you to put up your own meeting and call them All Faiths Crusades. And then um, teach faith minister to the sick. So typically, in the offense crusades, the morning meetings were faith seminars. The evening meetings were healing rallies. That was the format. Or whatever else the spirit of God will have him to do. Then he went on doing that for a while. And um, he got healed by acting on God's word in faith. So that kind of, he leaned more in that area. 1970, 1970, September the 6th, he was having a meeting in New York. In Buffalo, lodged in Holiday Inn and that hotel. All of a sudden, his wife heard him say something he had never said since he married her. She heard him say, I'm sick. In fact, he said, I'm sick as a horse. He said, I'll have to get better to die. And he was going to fall out and faint. But just before he did, he lay down himself. When he lay down, he said, he said, Lord, I'm doing everything I know to do. I'm endeavoring to stand on your word appropriate my healing in faith but i'm not making my connection what's the matter here then the lord said to him 20 years and four days ago i appeared to you in that vision in rock wall i gave you a special anointing to minister to the sick you haven't done what you should have done with it you've endeavored to teach people faith and that's commendable so that they can get healed like you got healed I said but listen some will never be healed except you minister to them in some of these other ways amen You know, God put special ministries in the church. And then the Lord said to him, you're not going to get healed any other way this time other than by putting your own hand on your own head. He said he did it in a hurry. And then about 90% of the symptoms dissipated right away. The remaining 10% declared in the next three days. So the Lord told him, when you get back to Tulsa, they had moved to Tulsa in 1966. He said, I want you to have a prayer seminar. And... um, Teach on intercessory prayer. That's what became uh, that slimline book on the interceding Christian. And then in the night time, the Lord told him, teach on healing. And then when you get to Wednesday night, I want you to talk about special anointings and special ministries. And when you do, that stronger anointing that has been in manifestation just four times in a 20-year period will now come on you to stay. So, well, then he got more serious with not just teaching faith, but also ministering healing to the sick from 1970 so he did that and persisted in doing that now one thing we know is that we have to be sensitive to the leading of God's Spirit Jesus is the head of the church is one who's running it is what does he want to do what direction does he want to go well in the 80s the Lord began to tilt him in another direction 87 July the 16th just a week before the annual camp meeting the Lord said to him he said there's a move of the Spirit that will be lost to this generation except they are led into it. That the modern day charismatics, they know a little bit about praising me. They know next to nothing about worship. Then the Lord said, there are other people in the body of Christ who helped get the job done on the fake teaching, such as Charles Caps said, I want you to teach about the Holy Ghost. So he began to lean a little more in that area. Now you know something, Rema is founded on two principles. The first is the integrity of the Word of God, the infallibility of scriptures. When Rima Bible Training Center started in 1974, those were the two principles it was founded on. First, like I said, the Word of God. Training people in God's Word so that they can be skilled laborers, able to rightly divide the Word, correctly apply to their lives, putting the Word of God first, walking in the light thereof. For instance, you know, the Word of God teaches... The new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another as I have loved you. That's in God's word. So if we're going to be word people, we must walk in love. If we're going to be word people, we must walk in faith. Those are things the word of God teaches. Amen. And if you're strong on the word, you're going to be strong in those areas. Glory to God. But well, you see, Ramah was founded on a second principle. And what was that principle? On teaching people about the Holy Ghost. How to be led by the spirit of God. How, about the move of the spirit. About operating in the power of God. Now you know the prophecy, new breed prophecy that Brother Hagin gave in uh 1975, February 17th. Then you know also the tramp, 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 May of 1979. You'll see in those prophecies if you listen to them, if you uh read them carefully, study them, that the purpose of Rhema was uh put forth by God's Spirit. And you'll see that there was also, in addition to us going with the message of truth, the message of redemption, the message of victory, We're also people who will go in the power of the Spirit of God. Amen. So those are the two things Rhema was founded on. I like the way Pat Harrison put it. She said, just the Word and you just might dry up. Just the Spirit and you might blow up. But with the Word and the Spirit, you will grow up. Amen. God wants us to be first people of the Word. Just like Smith Eaglesworth was, he was a man first and foremost of the word. But just being that is not enough. God also wants us to be people of the Holy Ghost. Listen, if you try to go into the word of God and leave the spirit of God behind, you're going to get into an intellectual discourse out of it. It's going to become an academic exercise. It's going to become just mental. Amen. But the word of God is spirit food. So we need the Holy Ghost to open up the word of God to us. We need the Holy Ghost to lead us concerning the specific plans and purposes of God for our lives. I moved to Abuja 2000 and, 2005 2005 January 31st was when I came in Abuja. Now, did I hear, uh, did I see a verse of scripture that said Tokumo, the Lord will have you to go to Abuja. I didn't. But you see, in those specific details, the Holy Ghost will guide us. Now, When we fit God's word into our spirits and build God's word into our hearts, our spirits get trained and fine-tuned to be more sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Amen. But you see, we need the Holy Ghost to guide us in life. Now, I'm preaching, teaching right now, sharing under the anointing of the Holy Ghost. There's an anointing to minister the word. Now, when the word of God is preached, when the word of God is taught, the Holy Ghost is also the one who confirms it. Amen. He's the one who backs it up. Jesus had been raised from the dead. He had put the devil to naught He had taken his blood to the heavenly holy of holies, sprinkled it on the mercy seat right there. The Father had accepted the sacrifice he had made. He appeared back to his disciples. John 20:22, 20, he breathed on them, "Receive you the Holy Ghost." Those guys got born again. Then he told them, Mark 16:15, "Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature." So he gave them the great commission. Amen. They were already born again. He had already done the work, but he said, guys, don't go out just yet. Just wait. Were they waiting for the Holy Ghost? No, they were waiting for the day of Pentecost. Amen. In Acts 1.8, he said, but you shall receive power after that the Holy Ghost has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses unto me. So you see, it takes the Holy Ghost, amen, the enabler to equip us for service, to equip us to minister, to equip us to be successful. You say, but I'm a businessman." I'm not a full-time preacher. Listen, you can be an anointed businessman. I'm a banker. What about the Holy Ghost guiding you in the banking hall? What about the word of knowledge? What about the word of wisdom? What about the Holy Ghost showing you things to come concerning uh, the stock market and telling you this is how I want you to invest. So you see, the Spirit of God will guide us in all the areas of our lives and we need the power of God in every area. Amen. So we can be effective witnesses glory to god so first like i said the word then second the spirit of god to guide us in life to lead us to teach us to enable us to help us to pray to equip us for service amen to anoint us with fresh oil on a daily basis so you see we need not just to be people of the word people of faith who walk in love but we also need to be people of the holy ghost amen if you uh, uh, we will. we should put the word first and be regulated by it and then be motivated by the Holy Ghost. Praise the Lord. Well, so Brother Hagin, uh, he sensed the Lord wanted him to do that. He didn't quite get into it immediately. Then in June of 1991, while he was in Regis Cabros church in Lakeland, Florida, he suddenly spoke out of his spirit one of those nights that he was to start having Holy Ghost meetings. Well, he got into it eventually. He, had some, uh, he didn't quite do it immediately. Got into trouble with the Lord. You know, God doesn't put sickness on anybody. But if we disobey him, we can open the door for the devil to attack us. That was what happened. And then he had a palpit, some palpitation in his heart. Saw so a doctor. The doctor told him to get some more rest, get some more exercise. Then he sought the Lord about it. And the Lord said, look, what did I tell you to do in 91? You're not doing it. And that's what has opened the door to this. All right, I repent in a hurry. He did. And he was healed. Six months after, did another checkup. They couldn't find any of it. So he began to have those Holy Ghost meetings. And the flow of those Holy Ghost meetings is a different flow. Now, the thing is this, we've had hundreds of hours of class teaching. We've had a lot of training in the Bible. Done courses like uh, uh, Law of the Weight of Victory. Done courses like the Authority of the Believer, Prayer Principles, Faith Foundations, Great Commission. We've had a good foundation in the Word that with the class hours, hundreds of hours of classes we've had. Now, if you folks just live with that, you haven't left with everything, Rhema is set out to get across to you. That's why we have these meetings. Like in Tulsa, there's camp meeting annually in July, and then there's winter Bible Seminar. And what's the purpose of those meetings? Winter Bible Seminar really was first for the student body. Brother Higgin just started on prayer in the mornings, and then in the evenings, whatever the Lord will lead him, And then camp meeting the format of camp meeting was set the lord told him in the mornings i want you to teach faith nothing else in the afternoons however uh whoever is taking it however they are led in the night meetings i want them to be holy ghost meetings camp meeting flavor you see we are endeavoring to have our own camp meeting our own winner bible seminar to get a taste of the same thing now we are stewards of a mandate we're supportive ministers stewarding that grace Amen. And in the same spirit of that message, in the same spirit of that commission, amen, we feel it will be appropriate to get our students, to get our alumni, to get our partners, our friends, just to remind us all about that part of the Holy Ghost. Brother Higgins said something. He said if there's one thing that, in his opinion, is the most deficient thing in the Word of Faith camp, is the fact that we don't give the Holy Ghost his place. Said that in his book, Marriage, Divorce, and Marriage. We don't give the Holy Ghost his place. We don't learn to listen to him. Amen. And of course, you know, he will lead us into the love walk. He will lead us in into God's word. He will lead us concerning the plans and purposes of God. It's a different kind of flow, and we just think it's good just to remind us of these things so that our graduates can walk and carry that same message. Carry That message in the same power. Amen. And do whatever it is the Lord has called them to do. Now, um, it's not like a teaching meeting. It's not like the classes we had, you know, when there's a syllabus and then there's a course note and then there's an outline and then there's stuff you have to cover. That's a teaching meeting. That's classroom. You know, we have a lot of stuff to cover. There's a limit to how much we can turn... Every classroom session to Holy Ghost meetings. Otherwise, people won't learn. That's why we have these meetings where the Spirit of God can be free to move. Amen. So that that emphasis can be put on the people. Now, I mean, um, talking to the Lord about this evening, we already saw something. And we've seen certain things demonstrated throughout the meeting. You know, in 1 Corinthians 14, 26, that Brother Dokun read earlier, the Bible says that how is it them brethren when ye come together, every one of you hath a sound, hath a doctrine, hath a tongue, hath a revelation, hath an interpretation. It says that all things are done unto a divine. So, in a believer's meeting, and a Holy Ghost meeting is somewhat a believer's meeting. There are times when God might want to get certain truths across to us through different individuals. Like Pastor Lou, the things he shared this evening. I'm convinced... I'm 100% convinced that there are certain things that he said, the truths he reiterated, the things he emphasized, that those very truths are some of the things God wants us to go with in this conference and in this meeting tonight. Amen. Who knows? Who might be doing something before the meeting is over? I don't know. Nothing cut and dry. We're just endeavoring to flow with the Holy Ghost. Like I said, it's a different kind of move. It's a different type of meeting where different people could have a supply into the service. Amen. And um, all I'm just endeavoring to do is just, Lord, whatever direction you want this to go, whatever that, however you want this to, to be. Now, um, because this is just one night, we can only do so much. Typically, in Brother Higgins' Holy Ghost meetings, they announced, they announced a start date, not an end date. They didn't know when the meeting would end. That's why he had to do those meetings in local churches. Sometimes after one week, they went another week, and then they went another week. There was one of those meetings where fire appeared on the roof of the church where the service was going on. The neighbors called the the fire extinguishers. They called those guys to come and put out the fire. When they got closer, they saw that, yes, the fire was burning, but the building wasn't consumed. Happened. What was that? It was a manifestation of God's glory. So God can do things like that. Amen. Amen. God can do things like that, so it's a different kind of flow, a different kind of meeting. But we need our people to know this flow as well and to understand it. Now, I was seeking the Lord about uh, what direction He will have it to be. I sense yes, there's something definite He wants Pastor Olu to do in the service. I don't know whether it's to preach or to teach. And He brought forth a word that I believe is timely. And um, seeking the Lord, Father, I. In the afternoon after my normal devotions i just lay down in bed and just prayed quietly by myself in tongues you know you don't have to shout to be effective praying in tongues you can be just as anointed praying quietly as you can be praying loudly the truth is when i meet people who always shout when they pray it gives me an idea they don't pray much because you can't shout long (laughs) for much amen now i know there are times where in a corporate prayer a corporate meeting And we all lift up our voices. There are times the anointing comes on you and there's a fervency to it. Amen. But you see, I found out just praying quietly by myself. Sometimes my wife is by my side. She doesn't even hear because I'm under my breath and I'm just praying in the spirit. I've done that and I've been just as anointed, praying loudly. Amen. Well, I'm just seeking him and seeking him. Sometimes I don't have an idea what I'm going to do. Sometimes I get to the meeting and I find out what I'm to talk about. In this kind of meetings just as I was I prayed in the spirit meditated in the word listened you know and just fed my heart prepared my heart I prepared my heart more so I prepare a message now why am I taking the time to explain these things that's what brother Higgin did for me that's what he did for us and it was in explaining some of these things those are the things that helped me to learn and I believe in Talking about these things also so that there are things we all can learn and be reminded of about them. suddenly, almost, uh, uh, as I was just about coming, he didn't tell me before then. You know, there's something about the Lord. He's never in a hurry, but he's never late. You know, he told Samuel to go and anoint one of Jesse's sons to be king over Israel. You'll have thought, if God wanted him to anoint someone, he knows who the someone is. Well, he got there. Rather than telling him who it was, he kept telling him who it wasn't. Amen. So you see, it takes faith to be led by the Holy Ghost too. Amen. Just trust him. He will live big in me. He will rise big in us. He will give us direction. Suddenly, past five, this evening, I just heard this phrase on the inside of me. Leadings, manifestations, and demonstrations. Leadings, manifestations, and demonstrations. Well, if I heard that, then I thought, well, Lord, it seems you're saying something about the meeting. And that kind of seemed good on the inside. So let's just share a little bit along that line. Amen. You see, God wants us to be led by the Holy Ghost. We've heard it taught in school, and it won't hurt to remind us. Romans eight fourteen 14 says, as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. If you will follow that inward witness, if I will follow that inward witness, the Lord will guide us in all the affairs of life. He's interested in everything we're interested in. Now, you know, God doesn't guide us through other people telling us what to do. He leads us primarily through our own spirits by the inward witness. Now, we know this, and it's a reminder. Don't seek for guidance when God's word has already told you what to do. Walk in the light of God's word. The spirit and the word agree. God won't tell you to do something that goes contrary to Scripture if it's the Holy Ghost it will line up with the Bible amen now can God use somebody to confirm a leading we have he sure can in the Old Testament and it looks like in the body of Christ particularly in this nation there's a problem with this issue and this is it people don't understand that the status of the prophet in the Old Covenant is different from the status of the prophet in the New Covenant now in the Old Covenant the prophet will give guidance to the nation and tell the king what to do people who believe they are prophets in the new testament they try to tell the nation they try to speak at that level now there are times god could tell you something for the nation god could tell you something that goes to governance no doubt god could have you speak to power no doubt but israel is a type of the church the prophet's ministry is primarily to the local church amen not to give guidance to people in the Old Testament, because only the prophet, the priest, and the king had any anointing of the Holy Ghost. And even then, he wasn't within them. He would come upon them to stand in those offices. But in the New Testament, every believer has the Holy Spirit within him. We shouldn't be led by fleeces. We shouldn't be led by circumstances. Say, so what's a fleece? A fleece is, you say, well, God, if you want me to marry that girl, now nah, I'm not, I'm married, and I'm good. But let's say... You're praying and you say, God, if, you, if God wants you to marry somebody, let her wear a blue dress for the meeting tonight. She just might like blue dresses. And it may not have anything to do with the Lord. It may not even have anything to do with the devil. It may just be her. Amen. And also, you know, the devil is the God of this world. He can move in that realm. And he can manipulate things and make things look like that. And your fleece can be spot on. And it's spot on wrong too. Because the devil is the God of this world. He'll do his best to confuse you. mislead you so we're not led by fleeces we're not led by circumstances if you use circumstances to tell Paul was never in the will of God because he was in trouble from the time he got saved till the time he died and yet he was the one the only one who said in the New Testament under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost I've fought a good fight I've kept the faith I've finished my course now we know John also did Jesus also did but you see Paul did he was in God's will Despite the fact that it was trouble from one trouble to another trouble. So we're not led by circumstances. We are led by the Holy Ghost. And how does he guide us? By the inward witness. By the inward witness. Sometimes you're thinking about doing something and you're praying about it. Especially when you're praying in other tongues. And the more you think about it and pray about it, you just have a dead feeling inside. An uneasiness. A hesitancy. You just lose your peace over it. Well, that's the Spirit of God telling you don't do it. And there are sometimes you're thinking about doing something and praying about it, especially when you pray in tongues. Remember, when we pray in other tongues, our minds are quiet. Our spirits are active. And God guides us through our spirits. And you're thinking about it and praying about it, more so praying in tongues. And then the more you think about it, you just have a good feeling on the inside. Have you ever run your hand on the fore of a cat? You know, there's something soft and smooth about it. You just seem to have that kind of soft and smooth feeling. Like... A gentle push on the inside. Like, you know, you just feel good. The more you think about it, you just get joyful. Just the thought of that thing, especially when you're praying in the spirit over it. What I tell people is this. If you need guidance about something, don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. I don't bother myself to find out God's direction the way some people do. I don't. Now, I seek God's direction. But this is it. I found out something. If my mom were to call me, and speaking to me on someone else's phone and I pick it up would I know it's my mom I would why because I know her she's my mother I have a relationship with her I've had fellowship with her growing up the same thing with God if we just concentrate on having an intimate fellowship with the Lord feeding on his word praying regularly and just walking in obedience to him on a day-to-day basis on a day-to-day basis you won't have trouble knowing his voice you won't have trouble knowing what he will have you to do. And then over time, there's sometimes I'm seeking guidance. Lord, what do you want me to do about this? This is what I do about such cases. I put it at the back of my mind and I tell him, Lord, whatever you want me to do about that is okay. I'm open, I'm 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 seeking your direction. Then I keep feeding on the word and praying like I would on a daily basis. I could put in some extra time and pray about the decision, and I just give it time. Sometimes it might be two weeks, sometimes it might be six months, sometimes it might be a year, a time comes. I get to the place that I know that I know that I know that I know that I know. That's what I'm to do, or that's what I'm not to do. I know it on the inside. I take my time until I'm sure by that inward witness. Most of the time, that's how I'm led. Amen. You know, there's a lot about the economy that's going on right now. I remind us of this. Brother Hagen said Jesus told him, 1959 February in El Paso, Texas. That if you follow that inward witness, I will make you rich. I'm not opposed to my children being rich. I'm opposed to their being covetous. So, the Lord wants to take us into wealth. He wants to guide us about what to do. You see, some of these things happen in the economy. If we we'll listen to the Holy Ghost, we won't be affected the way the world will be. He will tell us what to do. He will guide us concerning what to do with money, what not to do about money, what to do in our lives. And if we we'll follow that witness, my God, life will be a whole lot better. Now, the moving of the spirit has a lot to do with that witness. How do I know? You know, folks are laughing. How do I know I'm to laugh? It's by that in what witness? How do I know when to dance? It's by that in what witness? That's how he guides us. It's that same leading, that same witness. That's what takes us into other areas. Of course, you know, there's a still small voice of our spirit. There's an audible, authoritative voice of the Holy Ghost. Sometimes God could guide us through visions, through uh, prophecy, through dreams. But listen, judge every vision, judge every dream in the light of the Bible and in the light of the inward witness. You know, there are folks who will say, well, I dreamt and in my dream they were giving me something to eat. Maybe it means the devil is trying to kill me. Well, God gave Peter a dream and gave him something to eat. And it wasn't anything evil. It was another face for his body on earth that he was reminding him about. Rice, Peter, kill and eat. Amen. So that you saw food in your dream, maybe you slept hungry. Amen. Well, I saw red. I saw red. I saw red. What does it mean? Well, it means anything. Nothing. Check it out by the inward witness. Don't let the devil... Dreams can come from God. Dreams can come from the devil. Dreams can come from you. If you start watching... Start watching uh, Sylvester Stallone, you know, pulling those stunts, shooting those guns. And you watch so much of that, you could dream and you see shooting in your dream. And it's not God, it's just your mind. Amen. So you see, judge it by the inward witness. The move of God's spirit has a lot to do with that witness. The things of God's spirit, the other things God will take us to, has a lot to do with following that leading. Now 1 Corinthians 12 verse 1 says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, the word gifts in italics, things often pertaining to the Holy Ghost, I will not have you ignorant. So God does not want us ignorant about those things. Amen. Now, um, is it not interesting that the church at Corinth that had an abundance of it, yet they probably were ignorant about what it was and about how to use it correctly. The fact that somebody is walking in something doesn't mean he understands it. I know that. You can walk in stuff and not even understand what you're walking in or how you're walking in it. Then you know the Corinthian church, they were a canna bunch. You know, so carnal, yet Paul said they came behind in no gift. We should put, the thing about it is this. You see, the gifts of the Spirit will not take the place of the fruit of the Spirit. They won't. But also, the fruit of the Spirit will not take the place of the gifts of the Spirit. Which one should we put first? We should put the fruit first. We should follow after love. We should make love our great aim and our quest. Can somebody have gifts of the Spirit in manifestation in their life and they're not walking in love? Well, go ask Samson. He might know the answer. Go ask the church at Corinth. They just might know the answer to that. He can. But this is it. They won't be the blessing that they should be. And in actual fact, the person won't go as far in and as deep as he could get. And eventually, he could even cut himself off. Amen. From walking in the fullness of what God wants. Even his own life might even be cut off. So, God wants us to know about those things. Now, there's a list there about nine manifestations of the Spirit. Three of them are revelation gifts. Three of them are power gifts. Three of them are utterance gifts. You see, these things, I've seen that sometimes some Pentecostal people, some charismatic people, they believe in gifts of the Spirit only in paper. When they see it in demonstration, they back off. No, it shouldn't be a paper experience. We should see these things. Now, I'm not saying you conjure something. I'm not saying you work something up. A few things in a local church, for instance, to increase manifestations of the Spirit in a local assembly. First, they need to know more about it. So, the pastor needs to teach or get people to come and teach about those things. Second, they need to be hungry for those things. The Bible says, convert earnestly the best gifts. The Holy Ghost is a gentleman. Now, God did not tell that to Brother Shakyu. He did he tell that to Sister Shade? He told that to the church at Corinth, a body of believers. Sometimes you get like, which one is my gift? Which one is not my gift, my friend? The Holy Ghost is your gift. If you will stay filled with the Holy Ghost, as the need arises, he will manifest himself through you through any of them. And as he wills. You know, yes, I know there are people who stand in ministry offices who have some of them as miraculous faculties or endowments as their spiritual equipping. To do what God has called them to, yes. But even those people, it's not as though they can turn it on or turn it off at will. Press a button, pull a lever, produce a manifestation. They can't. It's as the spirit of God wills. Amen. The best they can do is prepare themselves, put things in place, and then if the Holy Ghost wants to move that way, great. If he's not moving in that way, great. Praise God. Amen. I tell people all the time, never feel obligated to perform. You're not a performer. If you're looking for performers, go to Africa Magic, go to Movie Magic, go to TV. They're performing there. Go watch, go to those shows. We're not performers, we're ministers. Amen. And you see, it's important we keep our motives right. We keep our hearts right. Amen. Now, um, as a local body, I know there are pastors among us, there are leaders among us, there are people who lead groups among us. Teach your people about those things. Get them to be hungry for the move of God's spirit. How do you get people to be hungry? I did something with my family. I kind of inoculated everybody with a faith message. I got everybody, everybody, everybody. Everybody got born again, filled with the Holy Ghost, tongue-talking, got tuned into the things of God. You know, God helped me, really. So it wasn't me. But I'll do this sometimes. You know, you know, there's a way you can make the things of God repulsive to your own people. What you do, speak so loud, I can't hear what you say. The best witness that there is, is a life lived for God. Amen. So if they see reality in you, they'll follow. And also, sometimes we get to talking about spiritual things, I can tell people just enough to make them want to hear more. Then about the time they want to hear more, I shut up. So they'll now come bother me. Okay, tell me about that thing. i say, oh, let's talk about it later. I want to talk about it. But I want them to want to hear about it. So I make them hungry for more. I whet their appetites. Sometimes I'll paint pictures of moves of God that happened in time past. Sometimes i talk about things that happened in my own life. An atmosphere gets created. A hunger gets stirred up. Reality starts building up that, really? That can really happen? So, what am I doing? I'm creating a hunger. I'm stirring a hunger in people. You now, the Bible says, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, they'll be filled. Amen. So, we're to covet. The only time God permits covetousness is when it comes to us coveting the things of God's Spirit. Amen. Another thing is this, we should pray for them. Zechariah 10.1 says, Ask ye of the Lord, rain in the time of the latter rain. He will make bright clouds. Give showers of rain to everyone grass in the field. Remember in the early church, how they prayed. They said, And now, Lord, behold their threatenings. Grant unto thy servants with all boldness. They may speak thy word by stretching forth thy hand to heal. They said, And signs and wonders, Acts 4, 29 to 31, that signs and wonders may be wrought by the name of thy holy child Jesus. The Bible says, And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And when they were praying for signs and wonders, you know, Paul had not yet come with the revelation of 1 Corinthians 12. So they probably didn't know what they were. So they just said, oh God, we ask for signs and wonders. We ask that boldness to be given to your servants. They were actually praying for increasing manifestations of the spirit. So we can pray for that too. Many prayers for revivals are not answered. You know why? They are selfish. It's all about God use me. God use me. God use me. Listen, I could care less if he uses me or not. As long as his work gets done, lives get changed, Shikina, whoever he wants to use, amen, I couldn't be bothered. I will not disobey him, but I'd rather he uses me than you, than me, that's the truth, amen. So you see, we should pray for those things, hungrily, hungrily, persistently, persistently, contend for them. I saw a move of God's spirit, outstanding move of God's spirit, when I was in the university, it was tremendous we had meetings where people will laugh in the spirit all night long and I'm not kidding you we had things there was one day the keyboard was playing and there was nobody on it we just had music nobody was playing it and it was playing and it wasn't like anything pre-recorded we had meetings of people being glued to the floor and they can't move we had we saw healings we saw tremendous things outstanding things outstanding things I pastored uh, uh, the the fellowship I pastored when I was in school one day I was talking with some of my members and and, um, one of them asked me said you know why we don't live in sin here I said well I never to teach you God's Word you know to the best of my ability and I believe the best of you well they said that may be true but we believe there's nothing we can do and you won't know now of course I'm not God I don't know everything but what happened is this some people got busted Amen. Because I'll pray. And while I'm praying, sometimes it will run off in front of me like a screen and I'll see what happened. Not to go tell it off on them, but to go help them. Amen. So you see, we need to have those things. We saw such demonstrations. They were tremendous. They were something else. As an undergraduate, I began to preach around the country. I went up north. I went far south. I preached preached churches fellowships, schools, I preached and preached and preached. They used to call me a preaching machine. I don't think I've changed much. You know, but this is it. That move that we saw, I'm convinced that people birthed it in prayer. A while before it happened, like two years before we saw those things, I just heard a stirring in my heart to spend extra time praying. It was like a compulsion. I just have to pray. I'll say, Lord, Can't I just watch TV? Look, I watch a lot of TV. Well, I won't say a lot. I watch more TV now than I used to. God wants us to be balanced people. Amen. There's the natural, there's the supernatural. He wants us to put both of them together. Man is a spirit. He has a soul. He lives in a body. If you neglect any of those, you're going to get in trouble. But you see, at that time, eh, I just sensed God wanted me to take time off of certain things that weren't necessarily sinful, that weren't necessarily wrong, and take extra time to pray. Now, I'm not, trying to say this to do anything other than to be a blessing to us, I guess like quite some hours, every day, every day, for a whole year. Amen. I was just pray in the spirit because I sensed something was ahead. Something was ahead. Something was ahead. So I would pray and pray and pray all by myself, hours on end. And there were other people God began to stare to pray too. Moves of God are birthed in prayer. Amen. The plan of God, we must cooperate with his plan in prayer. Also, as a local church, as a local assembly, as a body of people, as a Rama family, if you want to see these things in, an increase in their manifestations, we must be strong about walking in love. We can't overemphasize that. Now, that has been said a whole lot during the course of these meetings. So I won't say more. If you want to hear, go get the CDs. Pastor Matt, hit that so strong yesterday. He did so strong in the previous meetings in um, Port Harcourt in Kaduna. So those things, when it comes to manifestations of God's spirit, the spirit of God wants to manifest himself. And as we yield to him, as we learn to flow with him, amen. Sometimes you say, how do I know if, if I have a word? How do I know if I'm to do this? Just the same witness. Remember that's where we started from. Just the witness. Sometimes with me, it just I might just have an impression. There are sometimes things are clearer than some other times. I'll give you an instance. I was teaching in Rama, India. So then I was teaching Christ the healer. This was some years back. I moved down and I was walking in front of the class. I stood in front of one lady who was by the edge. As soon as I stood in front of her, on the inside of me, these words rose up. Tell that lady she is healed. I said to myself, is she sick? She's looking fine. I don't know if she's sick or not. So I didn't, he did. I continued. It came again the second time. Tell that lady she's healed. Then I paused. I said, now I'm human. I could miss it, but the Lord will have me tell you, and I pointed to her, you were healed. She didn't show much emotion. She just kind of lifted her hands and said, praise God. What I discovered later was that she was battling a heart disease. Instantly, the, all the symptoms cleared. They went to hospital. They couldn't find any of it. She was healed. Now, imagine if I hadn't responded. You know, sometimes we say, what if I'm wrong? Well, what if you are right? Okay, what if you are wrong? You won't be the first who was wrong. You won't be the last who was wrong. And all this, what if, what if, we're just becoming self-conscious. Amen. Now, the thing about it too is that the more you yield to the Spirit of God in these areas, the easier it gets. The more acquainted you become with that voice. The more acquainted you become with, with the moving of God's Spirit. I was in this service They asked me to come closer, do something like that. Just as I was standing up, the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, "There's a fellow right here. His dad has epilepsy. Tell him that his father is healed." Well, I got up. I had better sense than to tell the person to lift up their hand. I didn't. There might be a lady in that fellowship that is interested in. Before the lady will start thinking things, so I just said, I just said it out. After I did, I left. Four years after four years. I went to visit someone, one of the other pastors in that assembly. Then this young man suddenly walked up to me and said, oh, thank you, sir. Do you remember that day? I said, which day? In such and such a place that you said such and such a thing. This was four years after. He said it was his dad. He had had epilepsy. He said it's been four years now. He hasn't had a seizure. He told me, he said, if he went without his drugs for one week, he would start having seizures. He said it's been four years. He hasn't taken a tablet. Obviously, it worked, didn't it? So you see, just following that witness, just yielding to God's spirit, and it's by faith we yield to him. It's by faith we respond to him. Now, in meetings, in your church meetings, give the Holy Ghost room to move. Be open to his guidance. Be open to his direction. Don't just have everything cut and dried. There's something about the Holy Ghost. There's a slight unpredictability about him. Now, he's not totally unpredictable because the Spirit and the Word agree. But you see, there's something about the Holy Ghost that's a little unpredictable. Jesus got to the pool of Bethesda. There were five porches of sick people. He walked up to one man and he said, would that be made whole? After the man got healed, he turned and walked away. How come he, he didn't get everybody healed? Well, he had a manifestation of the Spirit for that person. Even in the ministry of Jesus, he didn't control it. It was as the Spirit of God wills. Listen, as Rhema students, as Ramah graduates, as ministers of God's word, any believer anywhere, God wants us to walk in his power. God wants us to be containers of his glory. God wants us to demonstrate his person. And what's the object of it? So that the lost can be reached. So that believers can be edified. You see, the thing about the things of God's spirit is this. There needs to be a pressing in. There needs to be a contending. If you don't contend, it's a different flow. If everything is just like this, this must happen this way, that way, this way, this way, this way. Everything is regimented. Listen, you won't have the move of the Spirit in your church. Should we have plans? My God, we should. God plans. Do you notice he made the sun before he made plants? He made plants before he made cows. He made cows before he made lions. He made lions before he made men. He made man before he made woman. No, God taught these things through. So, God plans. I'm not saying don't organize. I'm not saying don't plan. But in organizing, give room to the Holy Ghost. As you're doing your planning, give room to the Holy Ghost. Pray about it. Don't be too rigid that he can't move. Be flexible. There's something about the Holy Ghost that's like that. Like Pastor Lou said, he's like the wind. It blows where it listeth. You can't tell where it's coming from, where it's going to. The Bible says so is everyone that's born of the Spirit. So there's something about the Holy Ghost. And just learning to flow with his direction. Just learning to respond to him. Amen. However he wants to move, whatever he wants to do, will just flow with him. Manifestations. 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 They belong to the body of Christ. They belong to us. Amen. And then I've seen something. If we we'll pray more in other tongues, worship God more in other tongues, our spirit will get more sensitive to the spirit of God. Now, of course, I'm not saying uh, uh, just pray and neglect other things you should do. That's not what I'm saying. And I'm not saying just pray and be mean towards everybody. No, that's not what I'm saying. You know, if you try to do that, as you're praying the Holy Ghost, is reminding you, walk in love, walk in love, walk in love. You know, what you're probably saying when you're talking in tongues is that, I need to start walking in love. I need to start walking. That just might be what you are repeating to yourself. Amen. So, but the more we're praying the Spirit, the more sensitive we become to the Holy Ghost. And we're more open we become to his manifestations. Amen. And then you know there are demonstrations. That scripture says, my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration. There are spiritual manifestations and there are physical demonstrations. I got a thinking, what are these physical demonstrations? These ways the spirit of God sometimes demonstrates himself. For instance, look at laughing. Laughing, you know the Bible says God has chosen through the foolishness of preaching that men might be saved. The Bible says the foolishness of God is wiser than the wisdom of men. Amen. God is wiser than we are. See, just laughing. What will that do to me? No, me, I'm not going to go with that thing. No. if you hear me laughing, to be the Holy Ghost, it won't be the Holy Ghost. It'll be you. Amen. Brother Higgins was just as conservative, you know. He said people will be dancing and you will see them dance. See, there's a blessing you get from dancing in the spirit you won't get any other way. That's just how it is. Amen. He said you will see them dancing. You know, it was very conservative. And he'll say, oh, that's cool. Those guys are getting blessed. My God. Well, if you ever see me dancing, it'll be the Holy Ghost. If you ever see me dancing, it'll be the Holy Ghost. Then one day, he said while he was pastoring that church in Farmersville, he said that church, they had breakouts regularly of the spirit of God. He said he just decided, he said he wasn't prompted to do it, he wasn't anointed to do it, but he knew that's the direction the Holy Ghost was moving in the service. Some people had caught on, on it and they were responding and they were yielding. He said he just jumped up the pulpit, uh, the pew, uh, the, the platform, jumped up. He said when he jumped, he was just in the flesh, as flesh in the flesh as you could be. He said but by the time his feet hit the floor, the anointing came on him. He said he danced so much, his coattails stood up. There was one time he danced, the thing ripped off. Now, he was very conservative from a conservative background. You see, those things, it takes a yielding. Just that same thing about the inward witness. Sometimes what you have is a prompting. You just have an urge. Maybe I could laugh, and then you start with a giggle. (laughs) And then as you start with that giggle, this is it. As you follow that witness, the anointing will get stronger. If you say, well, okay... Okay, let them be doing it. Let them, they will be doing it. They will be getting blessed. And you'll be a spectator. Get in on the flow. Amen. Laughing. Psalm 126 from on verse 1. The Bible says that when the Lord turned again the captivity of Zion, we were like them that dream. Then was our mouth filled with laughter. If someone's mouth is filled with laughter, it wasn't a smile. You know what it means? Someone's mouth is filled with laughter. It says, and our tongue with singing. Now, the praise singers, they led us in singing. I might just call them up shortly and tell them to lead us in laughing. Just as scriptural. If that's the direction the Holy Ghost is moving, if that's what the witness in, the, in our hearts is saying to go, then we go with it. Amen. There's a laugh. Those, that's a physical demonstration of the Spirit. So what good does it do? Proverbs 17:22 says, A merry heart doeth good like medicine. So it does good. I know a lady, she had ulcer. She had battled it for years. She came to one of those groups where they yield to the Holy Ghost like this. She laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. You know, really, you shouldn't laugh with that kind of ailment. But she responded. Guess what happened? She laughed away the ulcer. The ulcer left laughing. I know someone who laughed millions of dollars in. Millions of dollars just laughing. You know, the Bible calls it joy joy unspeakable and full of glory it's full of glory so the joy is anointed amen you see it takes a learning it takes a yielding it takes a responding and let me tell you something it does something to you churches where they rejoice in the spirit I found out they walk in love more I'm telling you churches where they rejoice in the spirit I found out they have more money I'm telling you Churches where they rejoice in the spirit have found out there is less strife. They are more healthy. A merry heart doeth good like medicine. The Bible says a man's spirit will sustain his infirmity. Amen. The Bible says a broken spirit dries up the bones. See, there's something about a cheerful countenance. There's something about being full of joy. Amen. Just being full of joy. It is a boost to our faith. The Bible says count it all joy. When you fall into diverse trials, sometimes I'm in trouble and listen I've been in big trouble in my life and I just go lift up my hand and say father oh I just want to thank you because I'm in trouble wow glory to God and I start shouting all by myself do I feel like it well I don't have to feel like it the Bible says I should you know the Bible says rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice you know it's an instruction the Bible says we are the circumcision that worship God in the spirit rejoice in Christ Jesus and have no confidence in the flesh. Look, there has been a change in the order of worship. In the old covenant, they were spiritually dead. Amen. They were spiritually dead. The Holy Ghost will only come upon them. They're spiritually regenerate. That's why David danced before the Lord with all his might. Guess what? In the new covenant, we can be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. And the Holy Ghost can anoint us to dance. Amen. He can anoint us to laugh. Praise God. The Bible says in Psalm 149, Psalm 150, about praising God in the dance. Yeah, one of the ways to (laughs) praise God. And this time around, we have the Holy Ghost to anoint us to do it. Isn't that awesome? Praise God. Running, the hand of the Lord came upon Elijah and he outran the king's chariots. You know, people wonder, why is it that sometimes in your meetings, people run? Listen, like we said, it starts with the leading, witness. Maybe in the course of this meeting, suddenly the Spirit of God begins to move in your heart and you have a witness to run. Go ahead. Amen. just go ahead. Just go ahead. There was a man, he had very coarse veins. It dissolved running under the anointing. I know a fellow, he had a business deal that just was mind-boggling because he ran under the anointing. So things happen. You see, the anointing is what makes the difference. The anointing is what destroys the yoke. I remember where we started from. It starts with that witness. Following that witness. Obeying that prompting. Obeying the Holy Ghost. If you will follow him, he will make you rich. It includes following him to laugh. If that's how he leads you. Following him to dance. If that's how he leads you. Following him to do whatever he tells you to do. You know, running. Like I said, what about falling under the power? That's another physical demonstration of the Spirit of God. Falling. When they came to arrest Jesus, said, I'm he. The Bible says they fell over backwards. The the guys, they came to the tomb after he had been raised from the dead. They, They saw an angel. And then when they saw the angel, the Bible says they became as dead men. Ever seen dead men before? Are they standing or sitting? No, they're flat on the ground. They became as dead men. They fell. You say, well, that was an angel. Well, we have somebody greater than any angel. The third person of the Godhead. See, when the natural comes in contact with the supernatural, one is going to give way and it's not going to be the supernatural so sometimes he moves on us that way the power of god comes on people and they fall glory to god saul of Tarsus, who wrote half the new testament he started his christian life falling under the power amen it's not a bad idea i once heard something one fellow said he said that well the bible says if these things be in you and abide they'll make you that you'll never fall so people who fall all that falling under another power thing no 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 that's mis Interpreted scriptures. That place is not talking about falling under the power. You see, an atmosphere where we respond to the Holy Ghost, things happen. Things happen. Yokes get destroyed. So we talked about dancing, laughing, running, falling under the power. The Holy Ghost could come on you and you can't stand on your feet. I remember 1989. 1989. I saw something. That was the first time I saw dancing in the spirit in my life I witnessed it in our group I saw hundreds of people fall under the power of God I said what is this and then the next year 1990 March third Friday in March I was in my dad's office I was doing some reading that night I had the key to the office late in the evening and then I was instead of reading academics i read quite some academics I pulled out one book you know it was actually understanding how to fight a good fight of faith there's a chapter there chapter four about the name of jesus i saw something in my spirit and when i saw it unexplainably i noticed i started running around the office jumping around the office all by myself i had a one-man holy ghost riot one man holy ghost shout running around the whole place of course it was night nobody else was around i wasn't a nuisance Amen. Hey, man and i just was dancing without any music praise God just by myself how does it work just a witness just a witness just a witness are there other physical demonstrations of the spirit remember Zechariah John the Baptist father when the angel told him Gabriel that his wife was going to have a child and um, he doubted it because he did and it was too important to God's plan that God could not allow it to be messed up and God knows our words dominate us and before this fellow uses his mouth to spoil things the Bible says the hand of the Lord came on him you know the guy couldn't talk you read about Ezekiel how the hand of God will come upon him and his tongue would cleave to the roof of his mouth and he'll be speechless there was this meeting brother Hagen had one of those Holy Ghost meetings as he was preaching all of a sudden God's hand came on him like that and he couldn't talk well He called, beckoned on someone to come and help him close the meeting. As soon as he gave the person the mic, the person also couldn't talk, fell down. Gave another person the mic, couldn't talk, fell down. Gave another person the mic, couldn't talk, fell down. Rich uh, Rich King was there, he fell down. Pastor Charles Cowan was there, gave him the mic, he fell down. He gave Craig the mic, Craig Hagen, he fell down. All of them, when there was a particular fellow who stood in the crowd, he said, oh, all that thing, let him call me up. I'm going to close the meeting. Well, just about the time he said that, he pointed at the guy, called him up to help him close the meeting. He got there and he was speechless. There was one of them that stood still. Yeah. You know, those are demonstrations of the Holy Ghost. While he pastored, there was one time a lady stood one leg up, one hand in the air, eight hours, 40 minutes, and didn't move like a statue. Amen. Craig was in. Pastor Phil Privet's church. He had one of those things happen. Well, let me tell you how this meeting ended. Before long, 17 ministers were on the floor. None of them could talk. None of them could stand. Nobody could close the meeting. 17 of them on the floor. Craig was in that place, you know. God's hand came on him. He was struck speechless. He couldn't talk also. Well, he called Phil Privet Jr., come close this thing. As soon as I gave him the mic, he couldn't talk. Then he stood for one hour plus with one leg in the air. You know, there are things like that, like Maria Woodward Eater. 72 hours, he stood like a statue. That's a demonstration of the Holy Ghost. Listen, we need to know about these things. We need to respond to these things. The more we know about them, see the Spirit of God wants to demonstrate himself. So God's hand can come upon a person and he can be speechless. Now, I'll tell you a little thing. How can you know? You see, sometimes the Holy Ghost comes on people and they short-circuit it. How do they short-circuit it? I see people sometimes in meetings like this and I know some of them, they're not faking something. God's hand is actually on them and they start shouting, ooh, 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 ooh. some of them start shaking. Some people, it's just in the flesh. Most people, it's not just in the flesh like that. The Spirit of God is on them. But sometimes they don't know how to respond. An easy way. Now there could be times it could come on you to shout like that. If it does go ahead. Now, if something is in the flesh, there will be a sickening feeling to it that it will have. If it's devil in manifestation, the hair at the back of your neck will seem to stand up. Amen. If it's the Holy Ghost, it will be a blessing. And it will just lift the meeting. A simple rule of thumb is this: just always ask yourself: am I trying to attack attract attention to myself, or am I trying to be a blessing? Amen. Praise God. So sometimes the spirit of God will move like that. Just respond to him. Just respond to him. Just respond to him. Just respond to him. There was this lady, she got raised off a a deathbed. Came to Brother Higgins' meeting, uh, their church to testify. When she finished testifying, she started dancing. She just bought bought a shoe. It had a quarter of an inch, a leather uh, heel. She danced it off. All throughout his preaching, she was dancing. Dance the whole thing off. Amen. So sometimes the spirit of God can move like that. And we should be open to those things. We should teach about those things. We should understand those things. Now, are there other physical demonstrations of the spirit? Sometimes, you know, the hand of God can come on people and they can't see. Can that happen? Yes. I'm not talking about they are blind. I'm talking about like a lime master sorcerer. When the hand of the Lord, uh, who was trying to, Stop the deputy from getting saved. And Saul called Paul, filled with the Holy Ghost. Said, "Oh, thou full of all subtlety. He said, the hand of the Lord come on you. May you not see the sun for a season. Just as a sign. Saul of Tarsus too, for three days he couldn't see. When he encountered God's glory. So sometimes there are signs like that. Amen. The more we know about them, the more we understand them, the more we will see them. What about the glory cloud in manifestation? You know, sometimes God's presence will manifest as a cloud. Do you know that? It would. It would. So there are leadings, there are manifestations, and there are demonstrations. And you know what? God wants us to walk in these things. Amen. Well, I was praying a few days back, and then I saw something. I saw someone's foot. It was a right foot. It was a lady's foot. The leg seemed swollen. I knew something was wrong with the leg. Maybe the person, it, it, perhaps it's some pain or I don't know what happened. Maybe they hit it on something. They, It's a disease. I don't know what it was. But I saw the leg. It was a lady's leg. It was a right leg. I saw the person was in terrible pain. I saw the leg was swollen. If that's you, could I see your hand? Amen. You can be healed right now. Please come forward. Amen. I'll lay my hands on you. The power of God will come on you and you will be healed. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. Praise his holy name. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Amen. You're healed. Praise God. That's it. You say just that simple. Just that simple. It's not shouting. It's not perspiration. It's inspiration. It's once it's done under the anointing. Because it's the anointing that destroys the yoke. Amen. Glory to God. 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 Praise his holy name. Thank you, Lord. 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 Lord. Praise God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We just reverence him. Amen. You say, could he have something for me? He might. Maybe he doesn't. If he doesn't, well, he doesn't. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've seen some things. They've happened. You've seen his hand. But you will see some more things in a greater way. And yes, that which your heart has yearned after. That place in ministry, that place in the supernatural. Stop. Don't draw back and stop pulling away. But respond some more. And then in a greater way than you've thought of in a greater way than you've imagined glory to god he'll move through you and lives will be blessed yokes will be destroyed and burdens will be lifted amen amen praise the lord praise the lord praise the lord thank you lord thank you lord we just reverence him you know don't say in your heart well oh god Oh God, will he just call me? Will he just call me? Don't say that. Don't say that. If you start saying that, it makes it, just in your heart, just keep our focus on the Lord. If he wants you ministered to, he will. Now I saw something. I saw something in the spirit. I saw myself do something some days, uh, a few days ago. Amen. As I was praying for this meeting. Could you hear me call that lady right there? Yes, please. No. Yes. Amen. I saw myself do something. And I'll go ahead and act it out. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. In the name. In the name. In the name. In the name. Yeah. That which is the desire of your heart, it will come to pass. It will come to pass. And it'll come to pass now. Amen. Glory to God. You know what I was talking about? Amen. It will come to pass. It will come to pass. No, 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 no. Please don't do that. Let's lift up our hands to Him. Let's lift up our hands to Him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I went to minister somewhere. There was this friend of mine. He was a pastor. He's still a pastor. Ah. They had been married for quite some years. His wife didn't have an issue. And it was some years. I went to their church to minister. It was a vigil. All of a sudden, at that vigil, I pointed at her and I said, it's not going to happen. It has already happened. Now, she just did a test. The test said she was negative. So she thought, what was I talking about? And that was what I was talking on. You know what they found out? She actually was pregnant by that time. Amen. So sometimes... The Holy Ghost does things like that. And what do we do? We just respond to him. You know, we believe God and faith in God's word always works. But also, when we're in meetings where the Holy Ghost is moving, when the Holy Ghost is moving, (laughs) things happen. Things happen. Things happen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Something about some money. Yes, sir. Amen. Yes, sir. Something about some money that you're expecting. I don't know what it, it was something that was meant to come. There's been some delay. You haven't gotten the money. There's some things you wanted to use it for. And then you're wondering, how will I fix this? How will I fix that? Listen, the money will come. The money will come. Does that make some sense to you? Amen. The money will come. The money will come. Say with me, the money will come. The money will come. The money will come. The money will come. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And man, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. It's a new season. It's a new day. It's a new era. It's a new era. It's a fresh beginning. A fresh beginning. A fresh beginning. Some things that happened in years past. Hey, you labored. You put in all your heart. And then you felt like, Oh, why was I treated like this? Why was I treated this way? And there were hearts, deep hearts, deep down. But listen, said the Lord, he's the restorer. Amen. And he's the rewarder. Amen. As you've kept your heart right, as you've kept faithful, as, you, as you've stayed true, you'll see that it's promotion time. He will take you to the next level. Amen. He will wipe away those tears. And you will laugh and laugh and laugh. You'll wake up and just laugh. Because the Lord will have turned it around. Glory to God. 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 I don't know who it is. There's somebody there in this section who's believing for a healing that has been taking some time to manifest. Someone in this section right here. Who's it? All right. You're healed in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. Glory to God. <laughs> Just rejoice. Hallelujah. Just rejoice. Just rejoice. Hallelujah. Because it's sorted. It's sorted. Hallelujah. It's sorted. It's sorted. It's sorted in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Whoa, glory, 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 glory to God. 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 Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We reverence your presence. We reverence your presence. We give you all the praise. 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 We give you all the honor, Lord. Thank you, Father. Otho, Vroto, Stavro, Babro, Tosto, Vrena, Branda, Lende, Gleges, Stesto, Stavre, Tutho. Let me tell you what I saw. I saw you just run down. Just run down. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Run back. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. God. Glory to God. You say, what was that for? I don't know. I don't know. But there's something about responding to the Holy Ghost something about yielding to the holy ghost for there'll be acceleration there'll be acceleration there'll be acceleration things will speed up things will speed up there'll be multiplication there'll be increase on a greater note glory to god oh glory 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 to god glory to god God. yes sir yes sir (laughs) Glory to God. 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 Yes, it's a hunger. It's there. It's been there. Deep down in your spirit, deep down in your heart. How can I give expression to this gift that's inside me? How can I give expression to this thing that's burning deep down on the inside? Listen, said the Lord. Go one step at a time. And don't be in a haste. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a haste. Don't be in a hurry. See that step that you are at crossroads about? No, 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 no. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Wait some more in my presence, saith the Lord. Wait some more. Don't rush into that. Don't rush into that step. Don't rush into that area. Don't rush into that decision. Just wait a little bit. Wait a little bit. I will make things clearer I'll make things clearer and yes what I have for you is bigger than what you have for yourself let go of your own plans just let go of your own plans and watch what I'll do through your hands amen does that make some sense to you amen praise God glory to God just praise him for it just praise him for it we reverence your presence we reverence your presence we reverence your presence we reverence your presence. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Our graduates, you're a graduate already. I'm not talking about you will be a graduate tomorrow. You are a graduate already. Amen. You see, there's the laying on of hands just in imparting blessing. This is our family. Amen. We want you to be more successful in what you do. We want anything that will help put you over. Amen. Praise come forward. You're a grad. You're here. Come forward. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lift up your hand toward heaven. Say, Father. Thank you for your plans, for your purposes, for your direction, for your will for my life, for your will for my life. Thank you for the anointing, the anointing that makes a difference. I will walk in that anointing. I will flow in your power, in my call, in what you've called me to do, thank you, oh God, for your blessing that makes rich, for your blessing that makes rich, that adds to me in the name of Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. In the name, in the name, the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus. Be blessed, be blessed, be blessed, be blessed. A greater anointing in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, 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 the supernatural, the supernatural, the supernatural, the miraculous, the miraculous, the miraculous, the miraculous, in a new way, in a stronger way. Thank you because they are added onto, they are impacted. Oh glory to God 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 glory to God. God in the name in the name Oh so brave they van that so safe and di is digus Legagigos, legegigos, legegigos, legagigos, Is a hombre bevarido, legegigos, se carava. Es un engale aprendido coro, sto carif Baba In that which you do, thank you for the blessing of God, the blessing of God, and adding on to, and adding on to, and adding on to, in the name of Jesus, increase, 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 increase. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Glory, 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 to God. Glory to God. Are you a graduate? What campus? Oh, who is a former Bavatha Carefrodos, the Pagale from Eva Sissu, Sesicare from Mavatha Carefrodos, Levanastopa. Naparathido hilefranasten ombra beva tiri dela sese foko paratha kare framo voosten engre stacare kare frbeva lesen engoro paratha kasli ste foro prade thohu sese kere franathas sese nathas sese nathas sese nathas glory to God 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 amen tell you something last year December I was somewhere I was in a church I sat down. As I did. I don't have this happen to me every day. I don't have it happen every time. Sometimes once in two years. Sometimes once in three years. Sometimes once in five years. All of a sudden an angel came and stood right in front of me. And this is what the angel said. This was last year. He said there's coming a lifting up. There's coming a lifting up. There's coming a lifting up. And I believe that's for us. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. up. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. When men say there's a casting down, we say there's a lifting up. When the economy says there's a casting down, we say there's a lifting up. 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 Let's say that together. There is a lifting up. 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 Let's rejoice about it. If you believe it, if you believe it, you rejoice about it. Thank God for it. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. Glory, 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 glory. Glory to God glory to God! let's praise him let's thank 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 him him. the Bible says believe in the Lord thy God you will be established says believe his prophets and you will prosper amen amen let's say this together there's a lifting up it's come to me I'm lifted up by the Spirit of God I'm lifted up spiritually I'm lifted up materially I'm lifted up financially Thank you for an increase in my finances, in Jesus' name, Amen. Let's just lift up our hands and praise Him. Let's just thank Him. Let's thank Him. Let's thank Him. Now I'm, you know, thank God for this move of God's Spirit, but there's another move of God's Spirit with the kids. That's the future. That's the future, and that's important. Um, I believe they're getting set to come up. Praise God. Once they're here. Amen. That's the next thing we have. Just mix faith with it. Believe it. Believe it. Say to yourself, "There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. A lifting up is come to me. A lifting up is come to me." The Bible says, "In famine and in destruction, thou shall laugh. Thou shall laugh." What about laughing? What about laughing in the face of the economy? Ha ha ha! Ha ha ha! Ha 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 <laughs> Woo! There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. There's a lifting up. A lifting up. It is come now. It is come now. It is come now. I believe God that it shall be as it was told to me. Glory to God. Glory to God. Is Jesus wonderful? Is Jesus wonderful? You love him?